Blog Talk Radio. everybody to Vibe Time with Jerry, and I have my co-hosts on here, David Flowers, I have John Savage and Dennis Eslock, and we are going to be talking about different paranormal topics tonight on Paranormal Roundtable. So uh, I appreciate everybody coming on to Vibe Time with Jerry. i got to click it and edit the privacy as usual. Okay, there we go. So. We are live and we are public. So I hope everybody's doing well this evening. And again, um, as far as, hi, Kimberly, as far as people that are coming on, if you have any questions, hey, John Stevens, how are you? Um, feel free to call into the blog talk radio phone number that we have posted, which is 516 516- Three eight seven nineteen twenty two, or you can always ask your questions in the comments below. Speaky Boo Boo, how are you? And if you have any questions and you want to call into the Blog Talk Studio itself, just dial one so we know that you have your question. If anybody's calling in, because sometimes we do have call-ins as well. So we don't have to have any type of announcements. Unless y'all have announcements, Dennis, you have any have anything as far as where the cabin on three hundred and sixty is concerned? Um, basically, the only thing I've got is the September twenty four event that we're doing for World Ghost Hunt Day. Um, there are still spots available, as far as I know. Ryan is running that one, positive. Um, and of course, we have the Toys for Tots event coming up at the beginning of December. Um, I believe December 10. Yeah, I thought that. Um, I don't know. I'm so confused. Yeah, the Giving Ghost is September 10 or December 10. Okay. So we're tying in with um, Marine Corps Toys for Tots on that one again. Then mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm so confused. Yeah, they just stick me in the dark, feed me bullshit, and hope I grow. <laughs> um, I'm a mushroom, what can I say? And of course we have our private event, which is session only for October 15. That's our Halloween get-together. Other than that, no, we're, we're good. Okay. Hi, Gene. How are you? John? Got anything? 
Nothing. Where, where do you see people? In the chat. You're a demon, Dennis, not a mushroom, according to Ronnie. <laughs> I nearly peed myself. I thought he was going to shit all over Ohio State. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it was priceless. Um, David, the tours, you want to talk about this? Because those times have yeah. changed. Yeah, yeah, we're in uh, fall season now, so we're doing the tours Mondays, Saturdays at 8 p.m. You, you just come on property, just when you get to the car check, just come here for the tour, and then get, you want to get there about 15 minutes early so you can go down to the activities desk and buy your ticket. Tickets are $15, and like I said, Mondays and Saturdays at 8 p.m. So, all right, Paranormal Roundtable, what are we talking about? I know Paul Shields had brought up, um, he went, he thought that it would be an interesting discussion if we talked about um, different types of equipment because there's some controversial, some people believe in certain types of equipment, I guess, and some people don't. And so that was one of the things that, hello, Michaela, how are you? That was one of the things that he suggested because we're always looking for suggestions on what to talk about on Paranormal Roundtable. So... What y'all thought? Well, you know, I, I, I'm going to jump on this because it's funny. I was thinking about this just. There's so much electronic gadgetry in this field, mm-hmm. and most of it's kind of bullshit. You have a broken radio that we call a spirit box, which, I mean, come on, let's face it, it's a broken radio. It scans super quick, um, and we anticipate getting voices back through this. Okay, so all they did was break the scan mechanism. And our anticipation is if it goes over several hops or frequencies, that spirit coming through. Has anybody ever checked their ID to make sure that that's who's actually coming through and what we're hearing on this device? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't know how much faith and stock I put in spirit box. And I, it, to, to an extent, I do agree with you because there's a lot of times that you you can't be 100% of what is being said. So you don't know if you're talking to Casper or talking to the DJ. So exactly. uh, in a sense, I do, do agree with you. It's just ever so often you do get a direct answer to what, whatever the question is you're asking. And it's, there's no way that word could be on the radio. Just like there's one time I played his day. It was a class A, if anything. I heard the word fuck off. You're not going to hear that. You're not going to hear that on AM or FM. Now, was that in response to, do you know Dennis F. Lock? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, we had a young lady on one of our ghost hunts. She was starting to get a little bit rude on her questions, and she asked, is there anything you want to tell us? And then several of us standing out there, we heard, fuck off. Nice. 
part of what brings this up, I had a gentleman that stayed at the uh, cabin last weekend before last. Anyway, he, he's like, you know, I very seldom ever get names. I always ask for names no matter where I go. And I, you know, he says he's done numerous locations. But he said, you know, plain as day, I ask, can you tell me who's here with me in the Brick Rancher? And he said, I actually had to take a break right after this. Plain as day, I'm Melissa, came through on the spirit box. And he goes, immediately, I just, I broke down. He goes, I knew exactly who it was. I knew, I knew that young lady was there with me. Um, so that one pretty much, you know, got his attention very well. Hey, cool, Michaela. Um, don't hesitate. Reach out to me. We'll catch up. But, yeah, I mean, so the spirit box is one of them that I don't put a whole lot of faith in. You have to record everything so you don't go, oh, that said, my name is Bob. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, on review, you actually go back and it's just gobbledygook. But it's one of those that you have to review everything like an EVP. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, go ahead. I'm just reading. And, uh, another piece of equipment that I find is a bunch of BS is the obvious. Yes. I, I don't trust anything that has a word bank programmed into it. And, and that I definitely agree. Unless I personally know the programmer and I know he has not put a um, trigger on it, then I discount the obelisk. Um, anything with a word bank. I mean, it's going to spit random shit at any given time if that's the way they've programmed it. Yeah. Yeah, I used to have one, and uh, some ghost named Murphy followed me everywhere I went. <laughs> Who's Murphy? I have no clue. Just randomly. Yeah. Hi, Murphy. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, now, I'll give Ronnie kudos on, uh, so I'm going to read his comment. Dennis mm -hmm. and OSR, Shayla was nasty. She told me to go get Dan after he had walked off. She also said Matt was here, and he had just walked up to where we were. I'm not saying that the spirit box is totally debunked, because sometimes it does something that you just have to scratch your head and go, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. That's a prime example. Um, Estes method, I think, using spirit box is better than just turning the damn box on and let it do its thing. And the reason I say that, um, we had um, Ryan Buell at the cabin. He had called me about 11.30 at night, asked if I wanted to come back out and join the group. Um, I said, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. So I drove back up to the cabin. Um, when I pulled in to the parking lot, he was at the bottom of the steps of the brick rancher doing Estes method. I walked in, spent about 10 minutes in the log cabin talking to uh, Brandon and Kimmy, and then the radio chimed in and asked, hey, is Dennis not here yet? They told him, yeah, about 10 minutes ago. And they're like, you're 
you're shitting, right? And they're like, no, he got here about 10 minutes ago. Why? So, well, about 10 minutes ago, Ryan uh, responded out of Estes' method that party's over. When we ask why is the party over, they said he's here. When we ask who's here, it's that asshole. And I'm like, well, it must be accurate then. Now, a step further, I went over to the Brick Rancher, as, and it's dead silent when I walked in. And all I hear is tear from Ryan at the bottom of the steps. Mm -hmm. The girls ask him, who's here? And he replied again, asshole. I'm like, I, I, I have to lend some credibility now to the damn spirit box because it's called me asshole twice. So, well, then I guess it can't totally be off then. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, like I said, I, I, I have a little more faith in the Estes method doing it right. than to just let it scan. Right, and I mean, I can say that because quite often when we when we and I'm and I'm not and I'm not saying that really to be a smartass. I mean, Dennis knows that the different places that I've went, he's either been referred to I mean it's either been um asshole or fuck you or it's always been something where he's never been. So I and so I'm not saying that I know Michaela's laughing at it, but I'm I'm really being dead serious. I'm not he knows. I I tell him. There's there's quite a few places I've been and he has never been there and they know him in the spirit realm as being <laughs> an asshole or they'll say fuck him or or something to that effect. Well, a year ago, long before I ever went to Ohio State, it was probably longer than that because like pre-COVID, mm -hmm. I had a uh, father and son that had gone to like Enrakis, Pamplin, and uh, Cabin a couple of different times, and then they disappeared for about six months, and then they showed up at our next event. And I'm like, hey, great to see you guys back. Where you been? I'm like, oh, we, we decided to go check out some places. So we went to like Eastern. We went to Moundsville. He's like, I'm glad to be back here among the, the famous. And I kind of cocked my head. He goes, oh, you're famous. And I went, no. Mm -hmm. A lot of people know of me, but I'm not famous. And he goes, oh, no, we were at Ohio State Reformatory two weeks ago. And... We made mention in the little group that we were hanging out with that our favorite place is the cabin on 360. And we got an EVP of fuck Dennis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I had never been to OSR at that point. So it's like, uh, what the hell? Um, no, Michaela, Spirit Box is not the app. Mm -hmm. Spirit Box, like SB7. Uh, or SB11 as well. Mm -hmm. But I just find it weird that places like your sister's house out in uh, New Kent. far, far part of New Kent, mm -hmm. had never been there, had no clue nope. about the place. Nope. And you get F-bombs thrown at my name. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I every, yeah, everywhere I go, if I... If I um, do an EVP session, that's one of my main questions that I ask now, only because I, I'm testing the, a theory with that. You know, I'll be like, do you all know Dennis Eslock? The majority of the time we get, even before you came to the manor house, 
we got that they knew you then. So it's it's wild to me that we're getting proof like that. I just think it's kind of neat, personally. I think that's what we're supposed to do is theory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, because nothing in this world is proven. Right. Um, for years, I was testing a theory that I referred to as the theory of relativity. If you go to a place enough, do you get more responses than right. if it's your first visit? Right. Yeah. I doubt that, Ronnie. It's probably <laughs> never going to stop, yeah. brother. I was going to say, yeah, that'll that that'll never happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, one of my biggest fears now is when I die, what's that line that beat my ass going to look like on the other side? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and find out because I know you're going to haunt us. Oh, yeah. I know you have it all planned. Oh, I... One is your OCD is just, I'm going to push your OCD off the charts. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know I'm OCD. It's going to be cocked a little on the angle. It'll be back and forth, hang a couple upside down. Then I'll be like, how dare you, Dennis S. Locke, mess up my shit. You know, I'm OCD like that. Don't mess up my signs. Don't put them crooked. None of that stuff. I think that's why I'm going to do it. I haven't figured out yet what I'm going to do to Mr. Savage. Maybe I'll come along and steam and press his hat for him. (laughs) (laughs) He might. Now, so another piece of equipment that I want to talk about. Um, Show of hands here amongst the... Hi, Shayla. Who has the GS2 laser? I have it. John doesn't. Dave, do you not have it? Yeah. But, uh, so the I, GS2 is kind of cool. Um, John has it, yeah. John I, I figured out it's only good to actually map a figure in or show location and movement for about five feet. Beyond that, it's kind of blah. Uh, John Stevens has one. I know that. Um, I've seen John Sullivan, but yeah. The other thing, and John Sullivan's got it, but you have to elevate it. You can't just sit it on the floor. Um, okay. If you elevate it, it works so much better. The way the, the way the grid works, there is a, like once it's elevated, you'll see a base, like base grid and then a blank spot and then mm-hmm. the main grid starts. The main grid isn't for tracking movement or showing anything like that. The main grid is just for a visual for you to reference. And then that first part of grid that you see once it's elevated, that's where it will actually show you movement and everything. But there's no owner's manual for it. You just yeah. get it in this nice little box, and then you have to, you know, by gosh and by golly, figure out what you're doing with it. Um, and I think most of the gear is this way. Spearbox doesn't come with an owner's manual that says, here's how to use it. It just, you have to figure it out. Um, now, you know, we, um, 
thinks, okay, go stop sells this stuff. Um, this guy sells it. This guy makes it sells this. I bought a Simon game, the little red, green, blue, mm -hmm. yellow thing. It worked like a charm in isolation at Ohio State. Nice. I told Spirit, I will not touch red. You touch the red when it's appropriate time. And I had three separate occasions where red was pressed that I didn't press it. And then when I was pressing, I'm like doing this on the damn thing, and it's not doing shit. And then it would press at the wrong time. Oh, that's so I, cool. I thought it was really cool. That's cool. There's yeah, so, um, Jerry and I both, we had some cat balls. Yeah. We get off, got off of Amazon. Mm-hmm. And we got some good results with those. Yeah. The cheaper the, the, cheaper the toy, the more it works. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Now, the other thing that I bought, unfortunately, I leave Thursday morning, I'm going to join the Haunted Nights event crew, and we're going out to Missouri State Penitentiary. But I bought, like, one of those balance toys. You're supposed to be able to, like, sit on your desk, and it'll spin and stay in perfect balance and everything. They didn't send me the vertical rod in the middle, so I'm kind of screwed on that. But I thought it would be a phenomenal idea to set that up and see if I can get something to spin it or knock it over because it sits on a pinpoint. So... Um, and yeah, Michaela, the, the cat balls are similar to that. There's another one. God, what the hell is the name of that ball? There's another ball that I bought that's red, has LED lights in it, and it talks. Is it that dog ball? Yeah. I have that, and I have not. I've got that in the house, but I haven't quite used it. I didn't have hardly anything happen with it. Babble ball. That's the yeah, thing. I have that. I didn't have anything happen with it, so I just left it on the damn shelf in the brick rancher at the cabin. Mm -hmm. And um, Lost Spirits Paranormal came and And Sarah called me like Monday afternoon. She goes, hey, where'd you get that blue ball at? Mm -hmm. I, went, I just bought it on Amazon. She's like, that was really cool, but how'd you program it for your voice? You can't. No, you really can't. She goes, no, it, it was your voice, programmed in your voice. Uh, no, I, you can't Okay, do Michaela. And she goes, no, seriously, it was cussing. It was cussing at us, and it was your voice. And we looked all over, and we finally found that, that blue ball, and that's what was... You can't program that thing. No, you really she's can't, like, yeah. She's like, no, it was cussing us. And it, it called Larry a fucker twice, and it's your voice. And I'm like, it doesn't even speak English. It's just gibberish. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass, really. Yeah. And I she's mean, like, okay, well, that just makes it something totally different then, because I found that ball, and that's what was saying fucker to Larry mm -hmm. in your voice. And I'm like, oh, well, that's cool as hell. So apparently something there in the Rick Rancher has figured out how to use that ball and my voice to cuss people. That's wild. 
I mean, that is really wild because that ball, like you said, it can't be programmed. I haven't, I haven't used it because there's no on and off switch on that either, is there? No. Yeah. It just is. It now, babbles. I'm, now, I'm going to step away from Cam for a minute. Okay. So I want to show you guys this. Now, can you still see me on camera? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Barely. So I'm in the closet at the back of my room. Okay. And this is where I, a lot of my paranormal shit hides. But I have this guy. Now, that closet is dark. Mm -hmm. The door is closed. And I have this. Oh, yeah, yeah. A gremlin. He's an electronic Furby. Yeah. Um, as you notice, I'm sitting here and moving him. He's not doing anything. Um, for the past week, he has been waking up and going off in the closet purpose. You're supposed to be able to shake this thing or, or loud noise and it will go off. And I can't figure out how to open the bastard to get to the batteries in But for no reason, the thing's been going off in the closet. It's bizarre. Well, Susan, it might program to your voice. I'm not sure. She's going to need the ball so that she can cuss fuckers from the other side. That's Look, funny. I can't even get this damn thing to go off now. I used okay, to, let, me I, ask, let me ask you this, Dennis. Um, well, how old are the batteries in that thing? I don't know. I'm trying okay. to figure out how to get it open now to check the batteries. Because I've, there's a theory out there that some of the electronic toys, like, like the Burby or whatever, that... When the batteries start dying, they start having a mind of their own. Well, maybe that's the issue, but it's had a mind of its own for six months, so there's some super slow-dying batteries. But for the past week, it's just been going ape shit, and now it won't wake up and do anything. i got to figure out how to open him up. Big hammer. <laughs> Furbies are not cheap. No, this little guy was... So he is the black one, and he has digital eyes. Um, he was not cheap. But I bought him just for this shit. What did I have? I've got a fingerling. Do you still use the fingerling? I don't even know where mine went. I have the fingerling, too. That got possessed in the, that got possessed in the um, brick rancher. You're not the first one to tell me that they've had the fingerling do weird shit. It did do weird shit, and we have it all. It was actually all videoed, and um, it was uploaded onto Facebook, but it's been over a year. But I think it's on YouTube, too. It did some very weird crap. I. It was weird, like weird. It It laughed funny. It on its head like something off of what's that movie called? I can't think of the name of it right now. Where the girl Yes, the Exorcist. It 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 was just it was very weird. Yeah. And it hasn't done that since 
the brick rancher either. I think that was Tina's fingerling. <laughs> All right, so I opened his buttocks up. Yes. Teddy Rubkin. Rubkin. Yeah, I love my fingerling. I have it in. I actually have it in the case as one of the toys. I'll have to get love, it back out. You love fingering. Fingerling, Dennis. Fingerling. Damn it. Yeah, John Steve. And this is why I get called an asshole. I'm not going to call that out to a malfunction as as far as my fingerling, but maybe Dennis's um, furbs. Yeah, I think it may have been a battery malfunction. Yeah. So we'll go with that. Because now that I've opened it up and can look at the uh, battery compartment, I see that there's some corrosion on the battery terminals. Um, so, yeah, we'll leave it as it, it's, it's not possessed. It's not possessed. But even before the batteries were going dead, it, it had a tendency to just go off for no apparent purpose. And at the strangest times, typically it was right after I came home from an investigation. That's weird. And the next day, because Hope has to work at home now, so the next day it would start going off here in the closet. I want to step through the other room right quick and get some batteries on the right back. Okay. I still have audio, though, or should. Well, let's see how it works. Is Wouldn't you using something new? Uh, well, I'm not going to be on camera. I'm still on my headset for audio, though. Right. Michaela said her daughter's fingerling gets on her nerves. <laughs> it's good for investigations. Oh, my gosh. Dennis just made Susan spit her spit her beer or beer. Let's see. Oh, from you talking about fingering? I mean fingerlings? Fingerlings, Dennis. Fingerlings. Yeah, I'm going to get my Furby to say that. You're an asshole. I had a Furby. I don't know what I did with him. I think I threw him away. Shaving? So he's a baldy now? He didn't work anymore. Yeah. No, Michaela. Fingerling. God. Y'all are awful. Why you got to call us awful? You're <laughs> yeah. the one talking about fingerlings. I'm talking about fingerlings. Susan said autocorrect is a whore. We know. <laughs> hey, hey, John, you got that, um, that, what, the, those two bars, what was that called again? A theremin. Yeah, Bert, has that worked for you anymore? Yep. Did, did you yeah. use it at Boxwood? How'd it do? It was totally quiet, and then starting a little session, and we asked to come up to the sermon, and the tones went off. Oh, cool! That's cool. So, have you learned? Have you got it down? Because I know you tried it at the manor house. So, have you got more like familiar with it? Yeah. That's cool. I know, Ronnie, the subject changes on the show all the time. I'm talking about fingerling toys. 
John, can you explain what a theremin is so that, because there's a couple people that don't understand what that is. A theremin is actually a musical device. Um, basically, it's a box. I mean, do you happen to have it on hand? I think I do somewhere in this messy room. Anyways, it has an, two antennas on it. Well, when I have it, only has one. And it produces a EMF field. And if you put your hand near it, it will generate a tone. So it's like you're playing a uh, piano in the air. And as you move your fingers, it disrupts the EMF field around the antenna to produce certain tones or frequencies. Got that, Michaela. I mean, if... If you just type in, in fact, yeah, if you type in Thurman, T-H-E-R-E-M-A-N, um, you'll see demonstrations of people using it. Yeah. No, we wasn't going to talk about the vibratory again, Ronnie. <laughs> Tracy Ann. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cool. John can't find it, so he can't demonstrate it for you. Sorry. But if you look up a, look it up on YouTube, right? Yeah. YouTube has quite a few um videos on it. I think I thought we had a I thought there was a video I did on it on the night that you was testing it out too. I, th I think there is. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to go back and look. Yeah. Yeah. But it's actually a really cool device. It's like the electronic version of an old wood saw and bow. Yeah. Okay. That's what Kimberly said. Yeah, the rose gets good results, I hear. Okay, John. Stevens. Get your mind out of the rose gutter. This isn't that show. That was Tracy Ann's show. The rabbits. to the my wall David's and vibe time I'm so, so it's running um, off of it's running off of three different places what about the bunny <laughs> you don't want to know <laughs>
Yes. If you watch the background, you just might see something about in this damn place, because I've got a couple of them that hang out here, too. They were here when I got here, though. The first one I did the first you think one, you're an asshole, too? You know, I don't know. Um, I haven't bothered to do EVPs or anything here. I mean, I'm not afraid to investigate my own house. I know a lot of investigators are like, oh, no, I won't investigate my own house. Why the fuck not? You'll go into somebody else's house and investigate. But, oh, I, I don't want to stir them up at home. But you'll do it at somebody else's house? Well, you're an asshole. I do investigate my own house. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, the ones that are, are here, um, so I was here like two weeks, and I was sleeping in the living room on a cot, and the house is built in 1935. So there's very few ceiling lights in any of the rooms. Um, and we have a butler pantry off the dining room that when you open the butler pantry, it's about four feet. I guess, and then there's the basement door. Well, I was working in the in-law suite. Most of my tools are in the basement, so I'm headed to the basement. I open up the butler pantry, and I've got a bunch of the little battery-powered motion lights, and I stuck them to the baseboards and whatnot so I'd be able to see to move through the house. And I opened the door, and there was a dude about 6'2", 6'3", probably 350 pounds standing at my basement door. And I nearly shit in the living or the dining room. Took a big breath and stepped back and went, um, all right, excuse me, I need to go to the basement. And I walked right on through him and he just disappeared. So I know he's, uh, turns out he's one of the previous owners. Um, he had had a heart attack and fell down the basement steps. Um, I found that out from the neighbor beside me that has lived in that house pretty much his whole life. So that was interesting. And then I encountered a older woman that I'm fairly certain is the original builder of the house. Nice. Uh, so that was kind of cool. <laughs> but I saw her on day one when I pulled up just to look at the house. Mm -hmm. I saw her looking out the upstairs attic window. Always hear footsteps running here. So, Michaela, that would not be a shock. Um, if you're on River Road, or at least a portion of River Road that I think, you're half mile or less from um, City Point, which during the Civil War was the busiest port in the world. Hmm. Um, he had, um, Grant had actually built a mile and a half long port around the point of City Point. And I, I'm only four blocks from there, and my backyard was really a union encampment. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, you brought up a subject about people not investigating their own houses. I mean, I've investigated mine. John, have you investigated yours? Because, I mean, at one point you lived in a place that was very active, too, before you moved here, didn't you? Yeah, my old house back in Minnesota was concrete. Mm -hmm. That was like our little mini lavatory. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, what are y'all's thoughts on that? I mean, I'm not. I guess I don't quite understand why people wouldn't want to investigate their own house. I, in my opinion, it'd be kind of hard to be. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Open mind. I don't know if "open mind" is the right word. I don't know if y'all hear my dog screaming. But it's if you're there so often. You're there day in, day out, and you get numb to what's going on, I guess. And you might hear something on a on a recording. Well, that that ain't nothing. I hear that all the time. When it might be something. Yeah, I I see your point. You get a little more subjective as to what it could be. But at the same time, so back when I did Full Spectrum Radio, we were asking virtually every guest, uh, do you investigate your own home? Mm -hmm. And it was a surprising number of people that said they would not investigate their own home. And it it made no sense to me. I'm like, why the hell would you not? Mm -hmm. I mean. And they're like, oh, I, I, I don't want to stir anything up here that I have to, that I'm kind of stuck with. And I'm like, well, then why are you going to, you know, strangers' homes, people that need help and ask for help, and you're going to stir them up there if you're not able to do anything to help them afterwards? Mm-hmm. Right. I yeah. thought that was one of the dumbest things I could envision was, why would you... I mean, what are you going to do in general or period if you're not able to help people? I mean, do you at least have a contact that you can call and go, hey, I need help. They want this place cleansed, blessed, and spirits kicked out, basically. But I don't know. I I thought that's why we did this, not just to find activity, but to help people. The dogs having a fight tonight? With themselves. <laughs> Is there a spirit in there? No, it's just a crazy dog. <laughs> Wait, that was one dog? That was one dog. It's my 90-pound lap dog. Because he's mad at you. <laughs> I don't know. I've investigated my own house. I've run recorders in here. I've used the GS2 grid in here. I've ran the spirit box in here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I investigate the hell out of my place. I even walk through it. So, you know, I build SF cameras. And, I mean, i got to try them somewhere. So right. I'll walk through my own damn house and put them. The benefit of that is I know exactly what's where, so I can look back and see, am I getting false triggers, or is it something, I mean, if it's, obviously, if it's in the middle of a room and I'm getting the trigger, uh, you know, and it's mapping something in, that's certainly not a false trigger. There's something creating that or causing that. Mm-hmm. My Furby seems to be dead. <laughs> Um, Susan, I guess uh, either Vibe Time with Jerry, David, or David Flyer's page, one of the two, is is 
the best place to catch the show um, because I, we're not friends on Facebook, so it would either be his wall or Vibe Time. I mean, it runs out of three different three different places, so. Yeah, I do the same thing, John Stevens, when I'm at work. He used to investigate where he worked at after everybody left. I I do that when there's nobody there. And then if somebody comes, then I put my equipment up. So, because you got to give a tour. I ultimate, you know, so I'm a contractor by trade. Hi, John Covey. I was doing a remodel in a cemetery office building, and I had to investigate it because I had three different uh, employees that quit saying that this place is too damn haunted. I'm not working here. And I got some really cool activity out of it. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. But unfortunately, the corporation that owned it sold uh, right after I did the remodel, so I lost it was kind of funny because the division manager that actually hired me to come in and do the, the work, I asked him, you know, hey, do you mind if I, uh, if I do some investigating while I'm here? His answer was, you know, you're in a cemetery. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to be haunted, but don't say a damn thing to the employees. The last thing I need is all my employees quitting. You're because welcome. You come back and go, the place is haunted. And I'm thinking, they already know. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I've met I know of two two contractors that were doing doing some work and they ended up leaving the job because of stuff that was going on. They were doing some remodeling and I guess got scared and ended up leaving their tools and everything at a location. How many jobs have you ran into like that? Several. Yeah. Um, I was working up in D.C., and it was probably the coolest place I've ever got the opportunity to work. I didn't get the opportunity to investigate because federal government property. But it was the original buildings for St. Elizabeth Hospital. Mm-hmm. Now, that was the federal government's first insane asylum. It was sanctioned in 1853. Wow. Took in their first pet, uh, patients in 1855. <laughs> At its peak, had 7,000 staff and 8,000 patients. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, but I, I watched, and this was my first time actually seeing a full-bodied apparition, not a spirit or not a shadow figure. It was a full-body apparition that I could I can tell you the dress that he was clothing um, but it was it was absolutely crazy and then to find out that you know, I spoke to the general superintendent and told him what I had encountered and he started laughing he's like well yeah if you go over to building uh, no no I'm not telling you what building because I know your ass will go investigate over there um, <laughs> but he had electricians that were working in this other building, and the drywall guys are wanting to know when they can get in there. So he's headed to check on them, and all three electricians, there was two electricians and a dream and an apprentice coming running out the building, 
yelling that there's some woman in a white gown running down the main hallway, yanking her hair out by the handful, screaming bloody murder. He goes, that's the third damn contractors I've lost on this property because they all see strange shit and busted up laughing, going, I got to know where it is. It's wild. That's wild. John, you're still working on your book for Fort Monroe? Eh, on and off. Yeah, because you see a lot of stuff out there too, don't you? Eh, occasionally I do. Yeah. I'm walking around. Yeah, they're being pretty strict, I guess, with stuff. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. No, and they're closing their club down. I'm trying to figure out which club that is. I got to change the subject a second because you're the one who lives on there. They got two clubs, right? Or is it just one? Well, they had the POC, which is the Paradise Club. That's the old officers club. That's on the beach. That's the one that they shut down. Okay. All right. So where did they have all the dances and the music at? Was that that? Yeah. Okay. Because I think I've been to that club. I, I had to change it because I know you live on there, and they mentioned that they were closing it down. Um, but I always, I didn't know there were more than one club. I always thought it was just that one club, and it was kind of close to where that jail is at or down the road from that jail or on the same road of something towards the back on the beach. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking. That sucks. I guess. Maybe they'll get new people. Well, it, it was it was more of a ghetto club. See, it wasn't when I went. I, I can picture Jerry in a ghetto club. Yeah. Be quiet. My mommy went there, too. My dad, it was a dancing club. It was fun, but it was a long time ago, too. Mr. Savage, what is your opinion on SLS? I like it. I think they're, they're a good tool to have. You can get a lot of false images, false positives by using it. Now, I have one that I've been using that I got from uh, Digital Dowsing. It was the first generation model, which is now just sitting in a case that I can't use it anymore, unfortunately. Um, I think it's a great tool to have. But you got to take it with a grain of salt. They will give you false images, false positive, um, you know, things like that. I think everything in this field you have to take with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but unfortunately in this field, everyone's more enthusiastic with something that goes bleep, bloop, blop, and lights up than actually anything that's a scientific well, that's true, but well, that also depends on the the circle of folks that you're dealing with. Like yeah. with the cabin, I'm dealing with so much general public, you know, John Doe that doesn't actually do this. Dave and yeah. Jerry do the same thing at the Manor House. They want to see, you know, buzzers and bells, and lights and whistles. And, yeah. You know, they, they don't want to. Right, they don't want to look back through, you know, hours and hours of EDI logs. Yeah. But last, 
Last night we had a guest at the Manor House. He's a huge Zach Baggins fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We had a couple people. I can't. Let's see. Long time listener, big fan, first time caller. All right. Ronnie, did you have a question? <laughs> Any questions, Ronnie? He had a paranormal question. You got you got eight minutes. <laughs> Actually, seven now. Let's see. Susan said she's getting ready to move into her parents' home. She had been gone for five years, and her daddy has been gone for a little over two months. I've been told by my son and numerous other people that they have heard my mama and her walker in the hallway. My son has also said that he has heard my daddy in the bedroom and, wait a minute, my daddy in the bedroom with his dancing had sciatica and lots of spasm in his legs. So it made me, would make me think it was, think of Elvis. <laughs> Interesting. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see what the results of a good EVP session would be. Mm -hmm. Shayla like said it. her favorite is dousing rods. Still. Yeah, and, you know, I've got no problem with dousing rods. I just want to know who's operating them. And I don't mean I want, I don't want to know, oh, my name's Mary. I want yeah. to know who the operator is. Mm -hmm. Because they're so easy to manipulate. I want to know the person operating them on a personal level to know that they're not just full of shit. Yeah, I see a lot of TikToks with people doing dousing rod questions, and they get paid <laughs> quite a bit when they're, right. and I'm just going, okay. I, I, I kind of laugh at it in a way because there's a couple of them that I've seen where, I mean, if you're, if you're not holding them things correctly, too, and I'm just like, they're holding them like this, and I'm like, hold up a second. <laughs> They're going more down, downward, and I'm like, yeah, you know, looking at it, going, hmm, you know. So I agree with yeah. you on that. You know, and I've worked with uh, Shayla and Ronnie enough that I know they're legit. They're not going to pull bullshit, right? Um, yeah. But there's so many people that. I don't know. I, w I wouldn't trust a TikTok, TikTok dowser mm -mm. for loving her money. Mm -mm. Just like the ones with the, um, they're not dousing rods. It's like it's like this little square piece of wood, and it has this like little pendulum thing hanging off of it, and has yes and no on it. And I'm trying to figure out still how they get that to do what it's doing, because they'll ask the question, and then it just immediately points to like it doesn't even go round and round. It's like it magnates over to a yes or no question, but it it doesn't spin like a pendulum does. Have you seen those videos yet? I don't. Watch John, that. have you seen it? You know what I'm talking about. What is your thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. And it, they've got a magnet aboard, and whichever way they release it, whether it's a little bit to the right or a little bit to the left, that's where it's going to end up. Yeah, because they get people get paid, paid. They're getting paid for that stuff. 
I need to start doing that. Think I can do it topless and make even more money? Oh, Jesus. Probably. <laughs> I'll take my shirt off. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, please no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hate when the skeptics won't accept any evidence, no matter how strong it is. They just still believe it's nothing but fakery or convinced it is. And, yeah, John Stevens, I think we've all come across that. Mm-hmm. No matter what you present to them, Oh, well, that's, you know, this or that, or you faked it, blah, blah, blah. We all encounter that. That's why I don't hardly ever share any evidence. And if I do, I don't put my opinion of what it is. Yeah. I just put it out there and go, thoughts? Yeah. Uh, fishing glow sticks on the end of our rods so people on live stream can set up directly in front of her. Fishing glow sticks. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> the little tiny glow sticks on the end of the um, dowsing rods. I was kind of wondering what, I mean, are we, you know, sword fighting? Glow sticks on the end of your rods? And then it dawned on me what we were after. I, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ronnie, I couldn't reach this one. Do you need help with that light there, brother? It's so funny. What gets me even more than the skeptics is the ones that the only people that can get actual evidence is them. Anybody else, it's not real. They're the only ones that can get actual evidence. I've, I've yeah. heard across a few of those. Yeah. You know, I, I think looking at everybody else's um, evidence with a bit of a skeptical mind but still an open mind is the right way to do it. Yes, exactly. And yes, Ronnie, I am an asshole, but you love me anyway, brother. <laughs> <laughs> very and, true, very true. And I don't want to watch you sword fight either. <laughs> Actually, um, Ronnie and Shayla is going to be coming on our show. What's the date, David? You got your calendar? Yeah. Because I don't have mine. I'm sorry. Uh, October 25th. Yeah, they're going to be coming on October 25th. Is this a uh, sword fighting special? Yes, it's going to be a sword fighting special. Yep. Awesome. Yep, we got it all figured out. I'm going to hang up on Blog Talk so I don't um, interfere with Ryan's show, but I still should be able to get on StreamYard. I, I want to see Ronnie doing these close sticks. <laughs> Everybody that tuned into the Blog Talk part of the show, we really appreciate it. Um, and Ryan is going to be doing his show on Blog Talk Radio. So we appreciate everybody that had called in and tuned in to the um to the blog talk part of the show. So eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time every Tuesday. Y'all have a great night. Thank you. I'm gonna Yes, we appreciate it.
out there. This is Ryan. Welcome to the Freaking Awesome Paranormal Show. Hope everyone's having a great day, a great week so far. Hope they had a good Labor Day weekend. Enjoyed themselves on the final weekend of summer. Well, technically not the final weekend of summer because summer is in like middle of September, but for all intents and purposes, in my eyes, my brain, summer is over. I was ready for the cool cool weather back in July, so um, I may be in the minority here, but yeah, this, the humidity is not my friend. Um, I went, I took RJ to uh, Maymont Park today, and for those of you who don't live in this area, Maymont Park is a, is a park in downtown Richmond. It was actually someone's, like, property. A guy named James Doy, um, he had a house, Maymont Park. Maymont wasn't Park at the time, but he had a house in big mansion. I guess the mansion was called, the property was called Maymont. He's also got a house up in um, near Waynesboro and Charlottesville called Swananoa. Swananoa? Swana something. 
but that's also very um, active paranormal location. Uh, a lot of people have gone out to investigate. I haven't had the opportunity to investigate that, that place yet, but it's really cool. It's on the mountains overlooking the Shenandoah Valley. Um, but yeah, this park is huge, right? So you walk in, we, we get there, and there's a, there's a uh, child, children's farm. You walk through, and you, there wasn't many, many animals out today, probably because it was so hot outside, but there were, uh, we saw some goats and uh, some chickens, which is always fun. The pigs were kind of hard to see because they're in like the pen next to the goats, but couldn't really get to them. Um, and, you know, there had cows there, but they were kind of off in the distance and stuff. And the, the horses were in the barn when we, when we went up, when we first got there, but we did see a donkey. They had a, uh, the donkey was out, so that was fun. Um, but the farm, back to the farm, it's on top of this big hill. Down the hill, it's fine, you know, because you're walking down the hill. But I had the stroller with me. So I was like, well, if I don't, if I don't take the stroller, I'm going to end up carrying RJ up the hill, which would suck twice as much. Even if I give him like a piggyback ride, it's still going to still not going to be fun. Because the hill, once you, once you go, hill you go down, it's big hill. So going back up the hill after you've been walking around all day or for a couple hours, it is, yeah, it was torture. I can feel, I couldn't feel my legs when they came back. So we go down the hill, you know, get to the very bottom of the hill, and then to the left, you can go, I think you can go to the Buffalo and to the visitor, the uh, nature center. But then to the right, you get to like the, the birds and stuff. So to the right, we ended up seeing, uh, we saw a bobcat, saw a bunch of cool birds there, like a bald eagle, they had hawks there, they had a vulture. Um, we saw two, well, we only saw one owl. There were two owls there, but only one was actually there that I could see. Oh, we saw some elk, too. I'm pointing. So we'll get some on live feed so people can see that. Um, I see you, Crystal. I got you. Uh, one of the owls was, I think the, the, the barred owl was not there. The great horned owl was there, so we saw we saw him, and um, there were some bald eagles. We saw them, so that was pretty fun. But then I'm like, I'm walking to the there's like a, a bear enclosure, and usually when I go to Maymont Park, the bear is usually way up top, like in the trees or whatever, you know, way far away from like the vision, the viewing part. So when I get there. And I can see the bear like right, right there. So I'm freaking out, and I'm thinking I took like a ton of pictures of the bear because it was so close. I've never seen a bear that close before. RJ was getting uh, a little restless with me taking pictures of the bear, but I didn't care. I was like, you know what? I'm once in a lifetime opportunity. So after taking like a million pictures of a bear, and I'm like, I know he's gonna do something cool when I walk away. He was up next to this big, giant ball. I was like, he's starting playing with that ball, and I'm going to miss it. So I'm like, I'm going to see her and take, keep taking pictures of it just just to, if something cool happens. I mean, nothing really did happen, but, you know, let me make sure I am not on mute here. A couple uh, weeks ago, I, had, I was doing a show. I was talking like 15 minutes, and I realized, hey, my mic was on mute the whole time. So this time I'm going to make sure – that I am not on mute. Good. So walked on the 
get, finally get done with the bear, walk down down the path, and there's this really cool waterfall and stuff, all these different, like, gardens and stuff, so we're exploring up there and everything. Come back, and, of course, the bear was even closer. So then I spent another 20 minutes taking pictures of a bear through a fence. So then we walked, made the long walk back to the uh, to the car up the hill. First, I went the wrong way up the hill, so I had to come back, come back down the hill, then go back up the hill again. So it was a day, but it was fun. I enjoyed spending time with RJ, and uh, you know, he's trying. We're trying to even go to sleep right now. He's he's having having a hard time going to bed at a decent time the past these past few days, and he started starting uh, back up the daycare again. So we need to get him to go to sleep. Angie is being nice enough to watch him while while I do the show here. So let's give props to her. Um, yeah, that was my day in, in, in a nutshell. Um, today we've got uh, – come on on the show tonight. I'm super excited to talk with them. The last time I spoke with them, we were at the cabin on 360. Uh, they came down um, to do a joint investigation with, I think, Beyond the Veil Paranormal. It was um, Ryan Seymour and his wife. They had come down uh, from, uh, I think, West Virginia or I don't know where they're from. But I think the Dead Explorers actually came down from, like, Buffalo or something. Some, like, one of those places, like, oh, my God, you came all the way down here to get the cabin on 360. I mean, super excited they came down, and apparently, and, they, and I watched their uh, video they did. They got some pretty, pretty neat stuff. Um, some stuff you know, something happened that was not paranormal, uh, but we'll get into that when we get them on the show here. Let me uh, go ahead and add them to the show. I wasted a good ten minutes talking about my uh, my adventures at the park today. But if yeah, if you're in the in the area. You know, you should come to go check out Maylon Park. It's really pretty. You know, it's a really big park. They had all these old, like, fountains and stuff, all these, like, abandoned paths and stuff you can explore and stuff like that. Really neat. I couldn't take a stroll up the paths because that kind of stunk, but the next time I go, I'll, I'll be sure to, like, not bring the stroll and let RJ run around, which would probably mean me carrying up, the, carrying up the hill, which is fine. So whatever. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and put them on the show. We've got Jeff and Crystal. Hello. Hey. How we doing? Welcome. Thanks for having us. How are us. you? Good. How are no you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Sorry for the uh, the rant on the park, but it was like I never saw the bear that close before, so I had to share it with the world. Sounded interesting. I want to crap my pants. <laughs> Oh man, it was really cool. I'll, I'm, I'm putting the pictures on Facebook so you guys can you guys can check out the glory of the bear. Right on. How's everything? How's everything going up there? Not too bad. Pretty good. So it's basically uh, winter up here. <laughs> do what? I said it's basically winter up here already. Oh man, I'm jealous, but at the same time. I kind of like it, kind of spread out. It's, you know, I like it when it's not like super, super cold right now. Right, I want, I want it to be cool, like fall weather, but not like you know, feel like it's about to snow. You know, 
it's like fall weather. She just is a little hey, okay. dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I knew Buffalo was cold, but I think it got cold that fast. No, not that fast. I mean, it is western New York, so it probably will snow in July next So. I remember going to uh, Hinsdale House, and it was um, probably maybe late July, early August, and I was there. And it was and it was cool. Like at night, it cooled down. I was like, "Holy crap, this is awesome!" Oh yeah. I was I was like, I'm about to pack my bags and move up there. Then I realized <laughs> the winter comes. Like, yeah, well, never never mind. <laughs> I think I'll skip that. Winters are terrible. Ah. <laughs> But it's, it's it's nice when they, when you have these the weather hot weather during the day and then it cools off at night and you can have the the bonfires and you know it's like people having bonfires in the middle of summertime really don't make sense to me so like it's so hot no. I don't have a fire I mean we always Again, do that it's uh yeah it's uh summertime is not a good time for a even though that's what most people think about campfires would be in the summertime for like camp and stuff, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's start, or let's start at the very beginning. That's what made a, a comment. You said, uh, you know, you asked me about earlier about the, uh, like the questions, these questions are going to be, are going to be super easy. Cause that's, you know, how I roll. I don't so. <laughs> That's more of a get to get to know you type thing, you know. It's not like, you know, super duper. I'm gonna look up questions on the, you know, what what is the uh, voltage battery of whatever you, you know, stuff like that. It's gonna be something, just get to know you type of type of thing. Keep it easy. Well, we're easy piece. proper. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. So, um, how did you guys get started? Like, take me back to like the very beginning. Um, you can decide who wants to go first, but uh. Like, how did you get into the paranormal? What sparked sparked your interest in the uh, in this field? Well, he's making me go first. Um, <laughs> so, ever since I was really little, um, I remember seeing a lot of you know people that I knew were dead, <laughs> um, and having dreams and stuff like that. And I used to sit there and watch ghost hunters with my mom, and you know we really enjoyed watching and I always said I wanted to be just like them when I grew up and then you know that dream didn't happen for a very long time and then when me and Jeff got together you know we had, yeah we had talked about it and just a, let's start let's do it Your turn. <laughs> did you did did you have any, any when you when you were younger, Jeff? Did you have any interest in the paranormal? Or was it like just when you met Crystal? Honestly, pretty much the same. Growing up, watching ghost hunters and whatnot, and wanted to be just like them. <laughs> so, Crystal, when you when you saw your dead relative, um, can you like go a little deeper in detail? Like, were you like, were you? It was, you told people about it? Was it like, I just saw Grandma in the hallway. That's impossible. She's dead. How how did that work? Yeah, like I would always talk to my mom about everything. Um, when I was 
about nine. I think, yeah, I was nine. My little sister was a stillborn. And um, the day of her funeral, I was walking into my bedroom and a little girl with like long blonde hair came running out clear as day and said, hey, sissy, and then ran down the hall. And I kept that for a while. And then the one I had told my mom about it, and she said that's exactly how she sees, you know, my little sister. Um, But it was weird because it was like a five-year-old, and, you know, she was stillborn. Um, But I would always, like, have dreams, and I would tell my mom, like, the one specific dream I remember the most was about a fire. I kept having dreams for weeks and weeks about there being a fire. And the one day we were up late, and I, for some reason, I looked out the window, which I never did. Growing up on the reservation, I, it was never fun to um, mm-hmm. look out the window at night. But for some reason, I did. And there was a car on fire right in front of our house. And after that, those dreams had stopped. And I would, you know, tell her about it was a real car. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I would see, like, huh? How long had you been having those dreams again? Oh, since I was little. But that specific dream, it was weeks. It was almost nightly for weeks. And she was like, no, there's not a fire. You're fine. And then, you know, it happened. That is so weird. Yeah. That's crazy. That one time you had to look out the call out the window, the fire was there. I wonder if it if you looked out earlier, if it had been if it had been there if you looked out earlier, you know, if it's quite that's that's really that's really really interesting. Yeah. For sure. There's been a lot. I had one when I was pregnant with my twin boys. Um, I had one that a uh, pair of twins with boys were going to die. So I was like already traumatized from my sister passing away as a stillborn. And, mm-hmm. you know, I nervous my whole pregnancy. And then come to find out my stepdad's cousin had twin boys. Um, she was pregnant with them and they both passed. So <laughs> it's just really weird. <laughs> wow. That's got to be so hard. Like, you have these, these dreams, and you're like, oh, crap, did they mean my kids? And they're like, the whole time you're pregnant, you're wondering, oh, shit, is this, you know, keep a word about that coming true. It's got to be really mm-hmm. tough to deal with. Yeah. I really pay, like, I pay a lot of attention to my dreams, and I try to remember them as much as I possibly can in detail. And I don't really, I don't write them down, but I do, like, me and Jeff will talk about them, you know, if it's one that really stuck out, I'll tell him everything just in case, you know, that way, you know, document it at least with somebody else. For sure. Like write this down. This might be something important. Like, yeah, I thought about doing that with my dreams. My dreams dreams are just weird. And I'm like, they don't even even make sense to me. I'm like, I don't know how this is going to translate anything like in my life. Yeah. And if I don't ever, like, understand one, because I know I've had some where um, I've had people, like, talk to me, and I had no idea what it meant. I would just put it out on Facebook, like, hey, I don't know what this means, but it might, somebody might, and, you know, see if anybody can understand what I'm trying to say. Do you ever have, like, 
Do you ever have like prim- like permissions to have to do with other people? Like, do you ever have like nerd to go talk to someone? Like, you see someone and then you get something. You get like spirits wanted to tell you something to tell them, and then it's like I don't even know them. Why would I talk to them? Type of thing. Um, there was one night I had um, about a guy named Jim. I still never figured it out, but it was about a guy named Jim. Um, he wanted to commit suicide. And in the dream, they kept telling me to tell him it wasn't his time and to not do it. And at that point, I had put it up on Facebook. This was probably about maybe eight years ago. And, um, again, like nobody understood what I was trying to say. But, I mean, I didn't know what I was trying to say. I was just, you know, relaying whatever was being told to me. But, like, not, yeah. not during the day. Like, it's mostly when I'm sleeping. Like, okay. I'm not... I'm not like a medium or anything I mean, that I know of, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Tell me if you might have some, some mediumistic skills there. Uh, but I think it's funny. Like, told Jim not to commit suicide. Well, Jim, that that narrows it down, you know. <laughs> right. Especially since I only knew one Jim, and I had, like, talked to him and asked him, because there's something about a hotel room and, like, a specific hotel number or apartment number. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, neither do I. I don't know. <laughs> so you're not trying to kill yourself? Nope. Okay. All right. Well, they should like, scratch him off the list. Right. <laughs> Did anybody respond to it or, or no? Anybody like, oh, like, didn't actually go through or you just assume that to help, hopefully it helps somebody? Um, I, I mean, I had a lot of people, like, comment on the post, but, I mean, it was a while ago, so I don't really remember if anybody said anything, um, you know, about that happening to anyone they knew, but I mean, I'm hoping that maybe somebody read it that needed to. Yeah, I hope so. I'm just, this time, must have assumed that somebody somebody read it, and Jim is living a full and happy life yeah. because of the Facebook post. <laughs> so just go with that. Oh. Yeah. So I'll, let's talk about your first investigations. Um, let's talk with, start with Jeff. When, 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 what was your first investigation? Where did you guys go? Our first investigation was at Rolling Hills Asylum in East Bethany, New York. Well, that's something it was too, that's like doing a cannonball into the paranormal. How was that? It was, honest to God, we were in, what room, what's the room that she calls it? Vortex. No, not that room, when we were signing the waivers. Oh, just in the green room. The green room. We were sitting in the green room and signing the papers and the waivers and whatnot. And she went, the lady that owns it, Sharon, Sharon, she went outside to get other people, and the door just slammed shut. And I was like, holy shit. And it was open. And, like, I don't know if you've ever been there, but you got to actually like walk down the hall and then walk yeah. down another hall in order to go outside. And there was actually another, um, there was like a little group in there with us. So there was what, two or three other people in there. Yeah. And that door <laughs> just like slammed hard. And it's those big steel metal doors like in schools and like hospitals yeah. and whatnot. Just, it just slammed shut. And it was, it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to – I mean, that's, that's like – that's what you're there for. I, I don't want to understand when people, like, 
go ghost hunting and then they or you know paranormal investigating and they get freaked out when something actually actually happens. They're like, Oh my god, you see that? Oh my god, I'm so scared. I'm like, Why are you even here? Just that's what you're here for. So when you get something like that happening before you even start, that's that's a pretty good indication that you're gonna have oh. a good night. We did have an amazing night that time. But, Every time we go there, we, yeah. I think there's only been like one, maybe two times that we've gone there that we time. haven't gotten anything. Yeah. But it was really busy that night, like with a lot of people. So a lot of, you know, the evidence, I guess you could say, was contaminated by people being obnoxious, loud, screaming. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Trust me, I've I've had we've had those before. It's crazy though how you can have like like I went to St Albans one one time for an investigation and it was pretty quiet you know we got some stuff that wasn't as you know actually it usually was and they were like well it should have been here like before it was crazy like right stuff flying off the walls and shit and people getting touched and maybe spirits yeah. were tired like I don't want to feel like Jan was dealing with you people right now mm-hmm. I'll give you a pee or two but yeah go away. You know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Being touched is probably one of the best things, honestly. <laughs> he got touched. He got scratched once, scratched, actually. Yeah. And we, like, we were recording with DVR at the time. We were at um, Iron Island Museum in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was in a, what is it, the Buffalo Central Terminal room? It was all... Oh, with the stuff posted, like, about it. And yeah. it was, like, a back room to a like chapel. A, yeah, like a closet. And she was doing the... Estes, I, I can't even say it. With the blindfold and then the headphones. The Estes method? Yes. There we go. And all of a sudden, I got scratched on the back of my neck, and we are going through the DVR and everything, the recording. And you can see that I jumped up like scared the shit right out of me, and we have pictures on our phone somewhere. Yeah, but like something right at that time, something had like flown out of him, like out yeah. of his back. So it was really weird. Oh, wow. <clears throat> That's amazing. I'm glad you caught it on camera too. That's really neat. Mhm. And what was that place called again? You were at Iron Island Museum. Is that a pretty active location? Um, I think so. Like We've only been there Buffalo, once, yeah. and that was our second investigation. Yeah. And I have to say it was pretty active for what how long we were there for and everything. And it doesn't help that we are in the playoffs playing against Baltimore Ravens, and we won, we won the and then fireworks were going off and everything. So we – had to oh, wait yeah. until that was over with. Well, it's good they won. Oh, hell yeah. Because I'm... we're the best. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys going to go far this year, you think? Uh, of course. Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> Thursday's the home opener against the Super Bowl champs, so I'm hoping that we do pretty damn good. So they they play uh so the, the the Rams play at Buffalo on on Thursday. No, oh. I no because I don't think so. Yeah, it's a, 
Nerd letter would have to be. Isn't a home opener? I don't know. I'm not. I mean, I think, I think I think they play the Super Bowl champions play at home, and then and maybe Buffalo goes to St. Louis or not St. Louis. That's old. Los Angeles. We're we're away. Yeah, we're away. Yeah. I was gonna say I thought we were over there because it's a, a later game. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Is that Thursday still or is it? My girlfriend's a big uh, New York Jets fan. You mean it, that's New Jersey? That ain't that ain't New York. <laughs> <laughs> the New Jersey Jets. <laughs> um, so I'm over here smack talking. <laughs> when it comes to football, I will shit talk all day. <laughs> Jeez, I was um, I was a big uh, Patriots fan because. Uh, my, I'm I like, sorry. I like they went to Michigan. I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll, I'll vote for them. Plus, when I was younger, I liked the, the Patriots helmets. Like when they were, the guys hiking the football, I thought that was really really neat. Um, but being in around here, like, you know, I watched the the Redskins or the Commanders play. Uh, but then I also like Detroit Lions because my family's from Michigan. So I'm like all over the place when it comes to football teams. I kind think of, we play uh, the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving again. Yeah, we do. Thank God, I love Ooh. Thanksgiving. Games. Oh, I do. When, when we so. beat you, I will be sure to message you guys. <laughs> like, oh, look what happened. You know, the Lions have been terrible. So I'm, you know, for such a long time that it's, yeah, uh, kind of embarrassing. Didn't do that last season? They lost. They won like three games last season. Hopefully, they I think it's awesome. They've had a good football season. Um, but hopefully the Bills will do well this year. I will be I will be rooting for them when they're not paying the Jets or the Commanders or the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> Cover all my bases here. So what are all some right. cool places to investigate up in Buffalo? I've been kind of – I had um, a girl, Jade Eleanor, come on this show. Ellie, yeah, Eleanor come on the show a few months ago. She's from Buffalo, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was asking her, you know, I asked you, what are some cool places to investigate up there? One of our favorites is, I'd say, the Haunted Hinsdale House. We filmed our documentary there, The Echoes Unheard, back in January in a snowstorm. And is that the one on Paraphrase coming out? I was on your Facebook. Yeah, that's coming out Friday. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We I was going to talk about. <clears throat> that Hinsdale house, you know, it's every time I talk people up in that area, and I've been up there too. Yeah, I went to it. Like, we only spent one night up there, so we, we didn't get much as far as, like, the activity. One, one thing we did do. Is, you know that room? You go up the stairs, and the room like kind of up to the right of the staircase. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. goes one of the. Uh, we put uh, one of the tour guides told us to put buy some vast uh, little big staple rub, and stick it into the, um, in the room. So we stick it in there. Like I think it was a vanity there or something that we stuck it on, and we just opened it up, and put the top off of it, put it down. We didn't touch it or anything. We left it there overnight. Um. 
when we got when we got ready to go home, uh, Carissa, the girl's with, uh, she uh, she went in there. And she's like, "Oh my God, did you come in here and touch the Vaseline or the Vicks Raper?" I'm like, "Wow, well, no, I didn't touch it. What, what are you talking about?" Someone had put a thumbprint into the um, the vapor rub, and we were like, we were the only ones there at the time, and neither of us oh, had yeah. touched it. Yeah, so that that was pretty cool as far as like what happened for for me when I was there. So, like, what's some of the favorite stuff that you've had happen out there? Uh, our first time going there, we really didn't get much until the morning and like probably what, an hour before we were ready to start packing up to leave. Yeah, I mean we got some the night before, but a lot of the activity started during the day and whatnot. Yeah, we were communicating with what we thought was a chief. Um, and one of our old team members is Native American, so he was trying to speak Seneca to them, or like to whomever may be there, um, which that was pretty cool. And um, I don't know. We had a lot of was. music box activity that morning, too, and rum pot activity. Yeah. That was just the first time. We've been there couple times now and it's just good stuff every single time though and a lot of it's are in the the film so we don't want to really say too much <laughs> oh yeah the second time we were there this is uh, uh like what you call Easter, you know they have people tune in on friday night for the uh for the uh big investigation out yeah. there so what what are what other places you've been to rolling hills um, Wildwood, Ethereum, and Salamaca. That's another how was one that? of our favorites. We love going to that one as well. Yeah, that one's, that one's like Hinsdale. It, you know, it's one of our top favorites. Um, those two are really close in our favorite tops. Um, always get stuff every time we're there. Mm-hmm. We actually have a piece on our YouTube channel. Um from when we were on Facebook Live, you could see something poke out of the door and then shoot back in, and I immediately go in there and follow it with my camera, or like my, I don't remember what I was filming. I think I was, yeah, I was on live, so um, I immediately go in there, and there's nothing in there, because we were all in the one bedroom. Um, So we don't know what it was. There was nothing there. You know, I couldn't see anything with my eyes, but... um, with the camera, we could. That's wild. And again, we caught on tape and Facebook Live. So, you get, does anybody was you had a lot of people watching at the time when you were able to catch that that piece of evidence? Yeah, there wasn't like a a lot a lot of people, but a lot of people did see it. Yeah. Um, and somebody did mention, "What was that?" Like, you know, they could see mm-hmm. the thing pop out. What um what's the farthest you've you've gone for an investigation? Mississippi, to the house in between. Oh, wow. We love that place. I want to hear. <laughs> but a place called the house in between sounds like it would be the fucked up place. It just sounds it just sounds like something like like a like a novel. I can see well, a, I mean, a novel being called the house in between. They have the the film from John Bullard and um. Brad Cooney, they made the house in between and 
part, part two. two. Oh, there are two houses in behind. Kendall okay. and Vera well Yeah. It's a really good. So, uh, They're both very Tell me about that place. Um, well, Lady Alice owns it. Um Miss Alice. Alice, yep. Back in I think the nineties they had built it. Yeah, something like I don't remember the exact date. Um, but they had built the house. And she's been, you know, the only owner there, but it's it's something on with that land <laughs> when we went down last year around halloween. halloween time we did an investigation and we got paired up with two other people and we yeah our group and crystal seen something way in the backyard i saw a person yeah and in part two of the year i don't want to give it away so one in part two. But, yeah, I saw a person, and I, you know, if I see something, I'm moving. I'm going right to it to try yep. and see what I just saw. Um, so mm-hmm. I walked, you know, I don't know, probably 40 yards through the yard just to see, you know, if there really was that person that I just saw back there, and there there was nobody back there. Um, but I let the other people know, like Sabrina Rock, she was there. Yep. I had told her, I said, I just saw somebody, and they're like, there's nobody else back here but us. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Was it? Was it like some? Was it like? Uh, how? What was it? Was a female, male? What? What? Uh, which could you tell? Yeah, it was a male. Okay. And I mean, it was dark, but you could definitely tell it was male. I think he had like a gray shirt on. I wonder if it was the Confederate soldier. Oh, I don't know. Mm. That's crazy. How'd you hear about that place? John Bowler. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's he's really cool. So, what are your what's your um like when you go investigating? What is your like what's your typical day when you're investigating? How do you prepare yourself for an investigation? Um. Like, what, what are the steps you go through to prepare yourself for an investigation? You definitely got to eat pizza. Oh. For sure. No, that's, there you go. That's the truth. Yeah. Charge everything up and yeah. make sure we have everything. <laughs> but we really don't, like, do any, I don't know. We don't do any, like, thing huge, you know. Sure. We... We never like bless ourselves like we probably should or <laughs> Well I yeah. yeah. I'm there with you. I don't I mean, I don't even think about it really when I go on investigation. I probably should, but it's just like I said, it just doesn't cross my mind. Um maybe if I'm going with a group inside the brick rancher or something, like I'll be like, All right, well maybe I'll we'll do a do a prayer or something before we go in there, but like when I go there by myself, I don't ever, you know, self or do anything like that. And it's not for like I'm deciding not to. It's more like, oh yeah, I don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we love that brick rancher. Oh, I loved it there. <laughs> I want to get into that because just the, the nights you guys had 
Um, that how did you guys get up? Excuse my language, but it was. I've, I've, I've heard I've heard that uh, description of the cabin before the the rancher, the property before actually. Uh, so you guys were you guys did the investigation with Beyond the Veil, paranormal mm-hmm. correct? Oh yeah. So how did you guys, you guys get hooked up together? We were just friends on Facebook and, you know, talking back and forth. Ryan and Jeff basically have a, a bromance going. Oh, hell yeah. They're both uh, basic white girls and love pumpkin spice. So hell we're yeah, like, we you know what? Pumpkin spice coffee right now. Jeff, I'm right there with you. <laughs> Decaf. I got my pumpkin spice cream in the fridge right now. <laughs> and I was so excited when they came back. Pumpkin spice latte came out. I told Angie. We've got a big pump against bison. I'm like, I feel like I need to camp out in front of Starbucks so that I can get the pumpkin spice latte. So I was like, it's finally fall. Pumpkin spice is out. I've had like five since they've come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we just decided, you know, like we had talked back and forth. We were supposed to do an investigation up at Boobie's Brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, but sadly, Alex had gotten sick, so we had to cancel it. And then we're, one we just, of our team members got sick and we yeah. could canceled it and haven't rescheduled yet yeah we got to get there um but then we're like let's go down there and because ryan had said how awesome it was so we're like yeah let's go it blows my mind like this i know i know like we're, we're started as far as like me and dennis going in there and stuff like that having knowing that there is a team that wants to come down down all the way from buffalo to come investigate this place i uh it's really, really, really neat that that you guys came down and uh, had a good had a good investigation too. It was one thing to come oh, down it, here. Get time we come is you know even better. So um, tell me about like the like when you were when you. I'm trying to like not like make it so it's all about the cabin and me. I want to hear about the kind of stuff you guys got, like. Um, what kind of stuff like happened? Tell me, tell us about the investigation because the the video is out. It's awesome. Uh, tell me about your your thoughts on the investigation. I you know, the people when they watch the video, they can know what you guys were thinking at the time. I mean, that night was absolutely wild. Like right from the beginning, and not even just. Not even just the like the locations, but you know they we had the hot dogs and oh. the the guys playing together. <laughs> um, but once we actually started, <laughs> once we actually started the investigation, um, you know we weren't really like hearing much. Like the guys kept hearing a lot, um, yeah. but it was like everything was super quiet. So every time we would move, like we would hear something, we'd move to that location, and then it's like, nope, gotcha, and then it moved away. So it was pretty much playing cat and mouse all day. I think that's what it's called um, for a while <clears throat> until we went outside, and then we were the mice being chased down. <laughs> yeah, when Ryan and I, well, and Crystal and Alex, we are walking down the yeah the, the the big path. Yeah, the big path. And then Ryan and I went down more because we saw something. And then it started like 
following us. So Ryan and I start walking backwards, still facing it. And I put my hand on my gun because we didn't know what the hell it was. And it's trees, like the branches were moving and everything as we were walking back and there were no signs of like wind or anything. And it was, it was pretty wild. Mm-hmm. And then of course we had, you know, the fun incident. <laughs> yeah. You had some stuff happened that was not on the, it was not on the video. What, what, uh, what kind of, like what happened like that was not paranormal. Uh, you had some disturbances from the neighbors, I believe, which is weird because we never hear, you never hear anything out there with the neighbors. Like, I've been doing it for six years. Heard hide nor hair of anything when we're out there. As soon as we, maybe like 20 minutes after Ryan and I got chased, well, not chased, like followed, we went back to grab the trail cam and as we were walking back, we got to our cars, and we heard a couple arguing, and, like, they were screaming. Then all of a sudden, you hear two gunshots, three gunshots, and complete silence. We go into the house and lock the doors and everything because we don't know what the hell's going to go on. So we called the cops and everything. The cops came, and we told them it was down there, and then about four to five more showed up. There was about nine total. And all you hear is, get on the ground, get on the ground. And we're like, oh, shit. And then, you know, after a while, an ambulance came. And With then, no lights or sirens. Yeah, and then it um, sort of, it was, it was probably a good two hours. Yeah. Um, and then it finally left. Like, it was, uh, they were there a long time. Yeah. And then Alex and I and Crystal walk to the road to see if any of the cops were going to come and talk to us. And one officer stopped and said it was nothing. It was just someone banging on the house. And I was like, there's no way in hell that was a banging on the house. I know what the hell a gunshot sounds like. And I I mean, you know, the property, you know, how close the neighbors are. It's, you know, on top of the woods everything they're not close we're not going to hear somebody banging three times on a trailer like it's just not it ain't going to work like that no and the fact that you know we could hear the screaming and then the three pops and immediate silence it was just really weird and like did it sound like it was like far away or did it sound like it was more close door neighbors type thing yeah, it was. It was definitely the next door neighbors on the left. Like if you're looking at the cabin, it was on the left. Oh, okay. Um, but like, you know, I don't. If it was nothing, then there wouldn't have been that many cops. They wouldn't have continuously called for more people. You know, because there only one showed up at first, and then we could hear yelling like, "Get on the ground, put your hands up!" You know, all the cops show on TV, and then. You know, it went, they finally all calmed down, and even more cops came. Yeah, well, they'd be there yeah. for so long, too, if it was nothing, you know? It was like, right. just oh, this domestic disturbance. You know, I've seen those cop shows. They're there for, like, a little bit. They put them in the, the car, and then they uh, they mosey on out. It doesn't take them yeah. two hours. To... Right. right. This isn't That's CSI only... handover. 
Right. That's yeah. when, after they had all left, we decided just to pack up just for our safety because we didn't know, you know, if anybody was over there, you know, pissed off that mm-hmm. the cops called on them. But, I mean, you never know. Yeah. People are crazy. Well, yeah. It's always better to err out of caution when it comes to stuff like that. And plus, it sounds like you guys had a pretty pretty busy night um, before that anyways. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like you're leaving and getting nothing, you know? Right. So I want to hear about this Bigfoot or what you thought was could have been a Bigfoot-like creature uh, that you guys saw or maybe saw. Man, I think it was freaking Bigfoot, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> I didn't see it. That's all you. But... The thing touching, like, the bottom of the tree branches. Yeah. And you guys said there's something, like, gray, right? It was, like, yeah, it was kind of gray. Um, but, like I said, when we saw it coming towards us and we started walking backwards, we could see, like, the branches on the trees. Like, how you get a big gust of wind and the branches start moving and everything, that's what it was like, and there was no wind whatsoever and it was just it was freaking wild and weird that is that is pretty crazy um i have no explanation for it you know i don't i don't know there was we would we had uh, a team come out a few years ago and um it was it was in december and uh they heard what sounded like they when Dennis was with them. It was sounded like he said it sounded like uh, pterodactyl screaming, and it was like two o'clock in the morning when, oh, wow. when it happened. It was like I don't have an explanation for it. And they were filming a show. It's uh, it's called the Twisted Realm, and they're filming the show. And uh, one of the investigators, Tom lot was like, "Oh, what the fuck was that? Something like that." And, you know, it's supposed to be a family show. You're not supposed to cuss on the show. But it was one of those things where it happened. It's like you don't even think about what's, like, filming or whatever. It just, like, scares the crap out of you. Mm-hmm. You know, can't help what you say. Just stuff comes out. But, yeah, we've had stuff like that happen out in the woods. And it's, like, you know, not even that really big as far as woods, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not like it's not in the middle of nowhere. You know, it's it's uh it's not like you know like Oregon or whatever, Bigfoot or whatever it can go someplace and hide. It's really not much places for for it to go. So, it makes me you know really think about that whole interdimensional like theory people have about you know Bigfoot, where mm-hmm. they're like interdimensional beings. Um, and maybe that's true. Maybe it it happened to be come out like when you were there and, you know, maybe it, you know, when we had that investigation out in December, maybe the, 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 the Bigfoot came out back then. We've heard weird knocking sounds back in the woods, like, you know, how they knock on trees and stuff. We've heard weird mm-hmm. knocking sounds back there too. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's a possibility. Um, I am not. I am, don't have a closed mind about anything. I really, yeah. you know, everything is uh, is possible. 
So yeah. uh, we are getting close to the end of the show here. I want to give you guys some time to talk about your show you have coming up on Paraflix, your 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 YouTube channel, your um this your your team in general. Give give you give a chance to let people know where to find you guys and how to get in touch with you. Well, uh, <laughs> so for Paraflix, it's just the echoes unheard um, coming out September 9th at 9, 8 central on Paraflix. Um, it's the documentary that we did at Hinsdale House. Um, we have, we're going to start a series. We've only got one episode out on our YouTube channel called The Haunted Truth, um, which we're going to start you know, going out and doing the investigations and putting them up and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But we're on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all of it. All at the Dead Explorers. I'll have to check out your TikTok channel. Everyone's doing TikToks now. Do I have my friends with you guys on TikTok? I don't even know. I have no idea. I'm not sure. We We are now. I'll, I'll look you guys up. I always forget I have TikTok. I'm like, oh, yeah, stuff on there. Um, cool. Well, thank you, you so much for for coming on the show and talking with me uh, tonight. I definitely, it was definitely fun meeting you guys over the summer. Hopefully, we'll meet you guys back to the cabin. Hopefully, we'll still have the cabin. Um, you know, we're still kind of kind of iffy on that. But uh, mm-hmm. if, we'll have to have, you have to get you guys to come back down here. And investigate yeah. with us. Absolutely. Do you have a and if any, do you have an event coming up here? Yeah, April. Sorry. The psychic in the valley. Yep. Yep. What is that? What is that? It was that um tell me about that. It's fair, paracon, whatever, you know. Just nice. we're doing it. Finally, like we talked about it for a long time and finally just Turned to each other the other day, like a couple weeks ago, and we're like, let's do this. Yeah. Heck yeah. And we meet a bunch of people, and we have other people that we got to finish contracts with first, and then we're going to announce and everything. So we're excited about that. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good time. Well, so you, yeah. When we get closer to the, the time, I'll have you guys back on the show, and we can talk about all the people you're going to have on out there, Perfect. and we can talk about maybe some of your other investigations you've been on from now, from now until then. Um, so hopefully we're going to get you back on like maybe March or early April or something. Absolutely. You're welcome to be on. All right. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me tonight and uh, chatting. I really appreciate you you know, doing this for me. And um, sure. I will talk to you guys soon. Awesome. Thank All you. All all right, man. Hope, 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 guys. Hope you have a great, a great night. I'll talk to you later. Alrighty. Okay. You too. Go Bills. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Fun talking to them. It was really nice meeting them a few months ago, and uh, it was, I think it was July. They came, came out here. Um. So yeah, I definitely want to talk to them again about some of their other investigations and you know get into like details about like their the favorite equipment and stuff like that and talk about their their event, the Psychic in the Valley event. It's April fifteenth. Um at the Loyal Order of Moose 
Lodge. Um, it's going to go on to New York, $15 per ticket. So, um, yeah, if you get a chance, uh, if you're going to go on to New York on April 15th, go uh, check it out. Um, so next week, I'm not sure what we have on the show next week, to be honest with you. Uh, but I'll figure it out, and we will talk to you then. Have a great time. We'll be back here. Same freaking awesome time. Same freaking awesome channel. Have a good one. Good night.